For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Sling is the best of live TV for the best price. It's everything you love about live and on-demand TV without the long-term contracts and hidden fees. With Sling, you get channels like ESPN, TBS, TNT, CNN, HGTV, and plenty more. Plus 80,000 on-demand movies and shows, 50 hours of DVR storage included, the ability to pause or change your subscription at any time, and so much more than that. Watch your favorite comedies, action, drama, and adventures, suspense and thrillers, documentaries. I love those. News and sports for just 35 bucks a month. That's it. Sign up in five minutes and start streaming right away on your TV, your phone, and your tablet. It's the easiest and the cheapest way to watch the TV you love, both live and on demand. Take control of your entertainment with Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it free today. Go to Sling.com and start your free trial. Restrictions apply. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 232 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcasts and Spotify listeners. Rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. And I'm joined by the twins, Zoe and Mo. What up, fellas? What's going on, Cor? What's going on, Cor? What's going on, Mo? What's up, the I Love family? Hey, man, look, exciting, exciting time. What a night, man. What what a day. What a time to be a Tiger. This is huge for HBCUs, HBCU basketball. Amisha Williams drafted number 25 by the Indiana Fever in the WNBA draft. Guys, we've been talking about this for how long? What, two years? Just anticipating it before it to finally happen, man. How did it feel? A lot of hopes and potential came into fruition. Uh, I, I honestly feel like, you know, as a DI Love family, it's almost like one of our kids got drafted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I'm ecstatic. Uh, you know, it's just a continuation of how awesome, you know, the past uh, year and a half has been for JSU. And the continu- a continuation of, you know, uh, success that the women's basketball program has had. So, you know, to actually, you know, have someone from Jackson State, you know, matriculate on to a professional career. And that's the one thing we we mentioned in regards to, you know, changing the narrative and leveling the playing field. Is, but as well as what Coach Reed, you know, Tamika sp- spoke about, and that was knocking down walls. This is another step in knocking down those walls that she talked about. 
it's definitely a transition, so just to piggyback off of what you said, now we can go from talking about getting people to the league and talk about how we actually got people to go to the league. So mm-hmm. I really look forward to seeing what we can do from here. Guys, I never thought I would be nervous watching a WNBA draft, but it, <laughs> I mean, leading up to it, you know, I, I, leading up to the draft, I wasn't nervous. I, I felt she would get drafted, but as those names start to come off the board, I mean, I was almost just pacing around like, come on, let's go. Let's get this done. I want to see her name called. And it was a relief. It was a sigh of relief. It was a, a mixture of emotions. Again, I was nervous, but when it finally happened, man, it was just like a surreal moment. And man, I we, we saw her after she was drafted. We saw her talking and she couldn't even control her emotions, crying, happy, excited. I know she was just overwhelmed for joy, but what it was it for you guys just seeing her actually get drafted i'm excited about it i i really am like i said it's a continuation of you know the success that coach reed is implementing with the foundation that she's laid and and again you know the cornerstone of the women's basketball program the foundation the 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 biggest piece is amisha you know she's the first one she's the cornerstone the main pillar in the foundation of the resurgence of jsu women's basketball you know, to, to know that, you know, her story as well, you know, wanting to give up on basketball and, you know, ha- you know, having a kid and having doubt, you know, uh, and, and thinks that she lost the love for the game and to come back and, and, and when and to finally come back, you know, to dominate in the fashion that she did. And then even in that domination to have some growth, to matriculate and get better every year, you know, knowing we're talking about a draft pick. Man, we're talking about a, a, a multiple swipe play of the year, multiple swipe defensive play of the year, you know, average a double-double. So she was worthy. She was – honestly, I believe she should have been a higher draft pick. So, But, but, but I'm ecstatic about her and, and even more ecstatic to see what this could lead to even more f- so for her as well as the JSU women's basketball program. And, Corey, it's, it's all about the story. It, it, it makes her so iconic, just the challenges and the things she had to go through to get to where she is. It's, it's, she has a story to tell, and it's nothing but a fairy tale at the end of it. Um, yes. A young lady that comes from out of Gulfport, Mississippi. She signed with Mississippi State. She ended up having a baby. She was a single parent. She had quit school. And here comes Coach Reed being a great recruiter recruiter, and believing in her and believing that she can do it and giving her that support system at the I Love Jackson State University. It's nothing but a fairy tale. I am ecstatic. She's an iconic figure. She's now legendary. It's a movie. Yes, it's a movie script if you think about it because it is talk about leaving the game, quitting the game, giving up on the game, losing your love for the game, uh, being pursued by, you know, a college coach, Coach Reed, telling her, you know, you, you didn't want to play or uh, I think she, she told her she didn't want to run. She didn't like running. And Reed said, that's okay. Just come on. We'll figure that part out. And then 30 minutes after she committed and said she was going to return, to school and, and start back playing basketball. She texts or calls Coach Reed and, and tells her she's pregnant. Coach Reed said, that's fine. Come on. I still want you. It's all about getting your degree. So sitting out, having a baby, and then just the improvement over the, the course of the three or so years that she was at Jackson State, that's just a testament to her work ethic, her attitude, and her, her dedication, and just rediscovering her love for the game. But if you look at her final season at Jackson State compared to her first, that pr- improvement was evident. And how big was it for her to return for that final season, that COVID season, as we like to say? Because she could have entered her name into the draft last season, but she decided to come back, increased her stock, and here we are. It paid dividends. It paid dividends, especially when you look at her development um, over the course of three years, her being one to just stay down on the block 
to actually seeing her game transform and seeing her step back and and make those jump shots and even seeing a couple of fadeaways this year. Mm-hmm. So she was more than yeah. just a shot blocker. She was more than just a rebounder. She showed an all-around game that got her drafted tonight, guys. And to touch on that too, Mo, I actually believe this is not a finished product. I think her, her game actually transitions to the WNBA, and I still see Fair a win. lot of room of growth for her. Mm-hmm. I think Amisha can actually turn into a great pick-and-pop player because mm-hmm. she, she she has a great range around the free throw line. So um, it's her upside is, is really, really good, man. Like I said, I'm ecstatic for her. Um, I think she has a lot of room for growth, man. I really think in, uh, she can work on to being a, a perennial, you know, potentially, you know, all-star player in the WNBA. And Mo, one thing we always talk about is just how she's increased and gotten better as far as just the endurance and just being in shape. Yes. I was definitely going to say for her not to like running toward the end of the season. She yeah. Was yeah, she was. <laughs> so it, it was something really to see. And again, she this wasn't just a Jackson State thing. She dominated the swag. Mm-hmm. She flat out, she was the most dominant player in the league, and it showed. To add on to that, Mo, as well, I really think the, the outside of what she did on the year, we have to highlight that Arkansas game. You know, mm-hmm. this was a, this was a uh, you know, said above average middle of the pack SEC team, and she dominated their bigs that game. You know, and I, I think they're really she was already already on a lot of scouts' radar, but that game, you know, when they upped the level of competition, she got double doubles against Miami against Arkansas, even against LSU. She had, she finished with 15 to 12 in the NCAA tournament. So whenever the, the competition stepped up, she showed up. So I let's talk about that dominance. And how, how important was it? How big was it for her to get drafted? Because for HBCUs and, and even for Coach Reed, which I want to touch on, but what I mean by that is she, you can't dominate a conference much more than she dominated the SWAT. So if she didn't get drafted, you know, what does that tell potential recruits as far as coming to HBCUs? What conversations can Coach Reed have to players and tell them and convince them that she can get them drafted if someone as dominant as Amisha doesn't get drafted? So that was huge for the SWAT and for HBCUs. I agree 1,000%. Uh, I, I really think it's, this night is a changing of the tide. Like I said, it goes back to what, you know, what Tamika spoke of when she mentioned about, you know, knocking down these walls. And, and again, you know, we just broke through some sheetrock tonight, mm-hmm. you know, because again, you know, you're talking about a dominant player getting drafted. Well, now, you know, this it, it goes to everything else within JSU athletics now, because again, this is the changing of the narrative and, you know, leveling the playing field. So now we have a, a dominant post player. And, and mind you, we have other post players on this team who can look to say, okay, you know, I mean, she did it now, I'm going to follow her shoes or probably even, you know, elevate myself on her shoulders. Also, this goes to what to be said in regards to recruiting for next year's team and the team after that. You know, so now this is the starting point. This this is not a, you know, a, a, a one-time deal. You know, she even speaks upon, you know, next season, you know, expounding on that. So to, to, to further answer that question, it's everything because this changes everything. Now we can actually go recruit, you know, on the a national circuit and say, hey, we want the, the best, best and brightest athletes to come to JSU. Because now, now look, we've won the SWAC regular season tournament. We've won the uh, SWAC tournament. Now we want to make a run in the NCAA. And I honestly believe this will be the step forward with a Michigan draft to us becoming a prominent, you know, uh, consistent mid-major program. And we could do it. But in addition to that, again, when Coach Reed is out there recruiting, 
you know, it's one thing to say, hey, we need you, and this is what you can do for the program, this is what you can do for you, but now we have evidence to back it up to say, no, you can get to the next level, you can get to the WNBA from Jackson State, like Coach Prime always talks about, a path to the NFL from yes. the HBCU now. It has happened for women's basketball. I talked about knocking down doors before, and this is a door that, that's being knocked down. This is a door that's being knocked down. She's going to create opportunities for other players behind her, not just at Jackson State, but in our HBCU community. It's going to bring more prestige to the program. It's going to bring more national attention to the program. When I took the job at Jackson State, I wanted by my fourth year for us to have national attention. And we have just been knocking on that door in terms of in the LSU game, the way they played, and now with Amisha getting drafted. I think the nation is wide awake now about Jackson State women's basketball basketball. And it's an exciting time because this is what you work so hard for. You want your program to be able to stand on a national scale and be able to recruit against anyone. When you walk out and talk about the women's basketball program at Jackson State University, you want people to already know about Jackson State before you even open your mouth. And that's what Amisha has done for our program. Audio courtesy of HBCU Game Day. It's, it's astronomical. Um, and, and in the legal sense, we would call this a burden of proof. Mm. Now we can actually show that this is no longer just coach speak. Mm. It's no longer just a dream that we're trying to sell you. Now we can show you what it looks like and we can show you what it takes. And we can say, hey, we know what it takes to get to the WNBA. Why don't you come over here and we will get you there the same way we got her there. But this is what you got to do. Mm-hmm. If you follow by this guideline, you can make it to this destination. Huge for recruiting. Huge for recruiting. And if you think about it, we have some players on this team as well. Some other players, some underclassmen who will be coming back who I think have the ability to play at the next level. So this truly opens the door for them. If you look at, obviously, a Daphne White, former five-star, six-five center who sat out, of course, you know, she's got to be on the WNBA's radar because she's been a, a superstar at every level, you know, of her basketball playing career. But again, for Amisha to get drafted, obviously this continues to leave that door open for her. But another person I'm looking at is Amaya Crump. Now, she's played, obviously, at Houston, so she's played at the higher level. But again, for a player to get dra- drafted from Jackson State, we know the WNBA, the WNBA scouts, the eyes are on us. So that again, if I'm those 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 young ladies, as well as the rest of the ladies, I'm I know I really have a shot at the next level now. Well, to add on to that, Corey, you know, you're right. We mentioned about recruits and what they could do with seeing how tangible this was. But I also like to add to that the current teammates on Jack State's team because they work with Amisha. They saw the you know the the work she put in, the grind that she had, and they see the end result. So now, you know, you talk about Amaya Crump. You talk about um you know, even potentially, you know, the the new transfer we have coming in. Well, mm-hmm. you think about what well, now, that's adding motivation for them. Because hey, Amisha did it. Now I got even more juice, even more grind now to put the work in so I can follow the next year get drafted. Because even if we get a new recruit, we're most likely thinking a high-profile high school recruit that's years down the line. Well, we got players on this team who now have serious, you know, WNBA potential to say, hey, you know what? If Amisha did it, now I could do it. Because what's even more tangible with Amisha getting drafted is to follow follow that up next year with Meyer Crump getting drafted or any other players getting drafted the next year. And then the year after that, then it's really going to uh, be tangible. And it all starts with Amisha. And then not only that, now you can definitely tell them, like, hey, we got some high-profile recruits. Even if you're not a high-profile recruit, you got to be motivated to get up in the gym with those same recruits and say, hey, scouts, look at me. I'm here. 
I'm here with them and I'm competing with them. And hey, I know what it takes as well. Absolutely. So Coach Reed, I mean, if you look at that resume, it's just one of the more impressive resumes. Now you add, you know, a WNBA draft pick, draft pick. to that resume. We are witnessing legendary things. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to start talking about, you know, some of the, the legendary coaches throughout the HBCU ranks, you know, especially football and basketball. But, I mean, Coach Reed, in such a short amount of time, she's definitely making – I'll put it this way. She's <laughs> she's leaving the mark in this way. Very much so. Um, if, we, if, we, if we go – I challenge any swag sport in their first four years on a job to be able to match what she's done in the first four years. It'd be hard We're talking, to find it. We're talking about three regular season championships, you know, um, uh, and also even and she actually had championship aspirations or, you know, or an opportunity to win a championship in all four years. Because let's forget her first year, she was uh, first year she went to the the tournament championship and came up short to Southern. Mm -hmm. I mean, so so even in in her one year where she doesn't win, she's at the table, you know, with an opportunity to win. So. A I mean, year ahead of schedule. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a year ahead of schedule. I mean, at least so, a year ahead of schedule. I mean, she had if we if if you were to take range for regular season and tournament, she's already got a handful. Yeah, she's she's about the Tom Brady this thing next year. <laughs> Dominant, absolutely. Dominant, absolutely. History well. in the making. History has been made, Mo. <laughs> History has yeah. been made, and it's still hey. in the making. And she's continuing to write the story, Corey. It's still to be continued. Just, just getting started. And, and let us not forget, as we speak right now, she's on a 35 conference game winning streak. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Absolutely. Absolutely. But again, it's all about Amisha Williams' holiday. We are so excited as Jacksonians. We're so happy for her. Something that she's really worked for, worked towards, something that she truly deserves. And again, just made us so proud. First HBCU player since 2002 drafted in the WNBA draft. She's the second SWAC player drafted ever. Okay, she's the sixth HBCU player drafted ever. She's the second highest HBCU player drafted ever. And she is the very first Jackson State University Lady Tiger basketball player drafted in the WNBA. Historic. Yeah, historic, man. Legendary. Iconic. All right, fellas. Well, we are just getting started as far as drafts because it's April. So, you know, there's another draft right around the corner and we expect some names, at least a name, but hopefully some names to be drafted as well in the NFL draft. So I look forward to reconvening with you guys to discuss that as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that'll do it for episode 232 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners and the game. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcasts and Spotify listeners, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating and reviewing the show and tell every tiger that you know we're on all podcast outlets apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify Castbox, and so on and we'll be posting each episode on our facebook instagram and twitter pages as always thanks for your support go tigers hashtag the i love
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.